G'day and welcome to Mike's Open Journal and to episode 52. A big welcome to all of you guys listening in again Uh, and hello to any new listeners that have come along this evening for me um, or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, As always, um, just to make you guys aware, there's a few different places that you can now listen to Mike's Open Journal podcast. Uh, Not just on iTunes and Acast, uh, but I'm also making episodes available on the website, mikesopenjournal.com as well. Uh, Just because, um, so some of the uh, podcast providing hosts uh, are giving me the last sort of 20 or so episodes. So if you want to listen to something that's a little bit older, um, there's going to be links to that on the website. So if you want to go back and listen to some previous episodes and previous guests, um, you can do that through the site so definitely go and check out mikesopenjournal.com uh, and I think it's probably forward slash podcasts um, but you can go through and navigate via the menu. So a big welcome to episode 52 and today or rather two days ago for me uh, I had the amazing opportunity to talk to uh, Richard, uh, a different Richard to the one I've spoken to previously um, it seems like it's going to be kind of a requirement that you have to have the same name or something to come on the podcast as we start to hit up a couple of Richards and more than a few Laura's now. Um, so thank you very much to Rich for coming on. Um, it was a really interesting chat to talk through a couple of different topics, really. Obviously, we talked uh, at length about mental health, but also touched on a few other things around, um, well, there's just so much um so we talked a little bit about um how different races um potentially religions as well can be affected by mental health uh specifically about the kind of the difference between how males and females may be not affected by mental health but how we may be affected by the stigma um or some of those kind of perceived things that go on around the illness itself uh so we had a couple of really good kind of conversations there it's just really nice to kind of get a little bit of an insight from somebody else's point of view and again um, I was extremely fortunate to be able to talk to someone all the way across um, over in America again so it's really great to again kind of have that opportunity to talk about some of the differences um, that we might have but also a huge amount of similarities so um, a really interesting listen Um, please do um, go and follow up and check out um, Richard as well on Twitter uh, and there's some links and stuff that he gives at the end of the podcast Um, and there'll also be um, links um, in the description and obviously as always um, on the website on the podcast profile pages. Um, So thanks very much for listening and please remember if you're interested in coming into, 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 (laughs) uh, onto the podcast in the future, um, just get in contact either through the website or through Twitter, where you can find me at Mike underscore Douglas underscore, or the podcast at open underscore journal underscore. Um, so again, uh, great ways to get in contact, um, and I would love to talk to more of you on the podcast, and also looking at some potential collaboration ideas um, for videos and blogging and stuff in the future as well. So if you've got any ideas and you want to get in contact, or just to have a chat, please, please do. Um, So again, thank you very much to Rich for 
being the guest for episode 52. And I'm going to drop you straight into our conversation. Thank you for listening. And remember, you're not alone out there. Kind of get a chance for, for you to tell tell us a little bit about kind of your experience with um, mental health, what's led you to being um, kind of someone that speaks out about mental health, including your own story, but also just generally on the topic as well, because as we know, it's one of those things that just doesn't really get talked about. Yes, absolutely. Um, so basically, yeah, so go, yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Um, basically, my journey with mental illness started uh, when I was in high school. I was pretty much a, a freshman, and around that time, I noticed um, I'd get home from work late at night and listen to music, and, and I'd start crying. I would just feel super sad. Around the time, you know, it kept going on for pretty much every night. Mm. I just After a while, I was just like, man, this doesn't feel normal. I talked to my pediatrician about it. She said, yeah, you know, people people cry. That's okay. If, if you see it continues, let me know. Um, and I was 15 at the time. Basically, I, did, I didn't tell her anything. You know, fast forward to I'm 17 years old. And around that time, that's when I started to experience suicidal thoughts. That was mm. the first time I ever felt that way. I just just kind of tired of everything i was just like you know what? i don't want to be here anymore um, i was dealing with a breakup too at the time that was kind of the last straw for me when i finally did get hospitalized i would always tell doctors like that was the last straw for me like everything was building up i felt i felt alone i didn't really have any friends so that breakup kind of did you me. did you kind of feel like that before the breakup as well then um yes, yes. you kind of yeah. quite isolated yeah, um, even even uh, once I entered high school, I don't know what it was, but it was just a big shift because in middle school, I had friends, I was happy, I was outgoing, uh, but once I started high school, me and all my friends, we kind of, everyone went to different schools, so mm-hmm. for me, it was it was literally starting over, um, and it was a bit a bit harder on me. Um, it can, I had, yeah, it can ahead. be really hard. I remember, um, I think our, our ages are going to be different for high school. Um, because of the different countries but um i remember going to high school at um what would we be 12 um so like secondary school here um and i there were people in other classes that i'd known from the school before but there was no one in my class um and i remember like going home and just like crying about it and being like there's no one that i know and feeling really isolated and i think within a couple of weeks like I kind of got past that and it's really interesting now looking back and thinking how much that affect me affected me at the time but um because I didn't have my illness then you move past it and I think if something like that happened to me now the absolute struggle that I would have to move past that kind of that instant feeling that you get at the time um, and I think even in my own mind, it sort of brings up that it's it's not just it's different for different people. It's different for us, even at different times in our lives as well, isn't it? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know I've, I've still had moments like that, too, where I can mm. I can be doing something and I'll still feel kind of it, 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 it can bring back those moments. Like, let's say I'm at a party with my friends and and, and I don't I don't drink or, or, or smoke anymore. I'm actually sober. Um I'll be coming up on three months in in a couple of couple of weeks. Oh, awesome. um, thank you. um, and and just for me, you know, 
lot of people in LA, that's what everybody likes to do. And again, that's fine. No, no judgment for me, but it's just, if I'm at a party like that and people are, are drinking or mm. smoking marijuana or doing other stuff, um, at times I do feel kind of like isolated. I'm like, oh, I don't really connect to anybody. I'm going to bring back those moments of, man, back in high school again, I'm by myself, there's nobody I can talk to. Yeah. You, so, I, so, I, I, I do, definitely know where you're coming from. I do get that idea as well, and it's a very stereotypical view of someone that doesn't live in LA or in America that... <laughs> <laughs> But it would be really about that kind of um, social circle um, and kind of being engaged with a lot of activities, events and things like that. But potentially a lot of people being quite mm, not shallow, but actually like the connections aren't really there. Um, So I would imagine in my head, you will know a ridiculous amount of people but be really close to a small number of people. Yes. Oh my God. That's that's perfect. You know. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, stereotypes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That's 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 really what it is. Um. Basically, after after uh, high school, um, that that first hospitalization, I was basically that was a. I was in hospital hospital uh, hospitalization. I was there for about three weeks, mm. and then after that, I was hospitalized four times over a period of seven months. And that was basically off and on. You know, like I'd I'd go away for two weeks. I'd I'd be okay. I'd be in school for for three months, and then have, yeah, a, have a, another relapse and, and be back. Um, but after that, those were pretty much once I graduated high school. I didn't have any more hospitalizations. Um, I, I started self-medicating a lot when I was when I was in LA to, to deal with my anxiety. That's mm. when I would I started smoking medical marijuana to to help with my anxiety. But yeah. over time, as you know, your your body gets used to and it builds a tolerance. And and for that's when I started yeah. to to smoke more. I'm just like, okay, my body's developing, so I had to smoke more and more. And then at the time, I developed an addiction. Um, I was like 40 pounds underweight. I had insomnia, anemia. I was always agitated. Long story short, I had to move back home to live with my parents because I just it, it, it hit a point where I'm just like, okay, you know, things things are out of control. I gotta I gotta go back home. And and I didn't and I didn't really see it. You know, just like anyone that's in an addiction, they're, they're in denial. They're mm. my and my roommate would tell me like, hey, you're getting really skinny. You need to stop smoking. My other roommate at the time, too, he noticed I was always isolated, always in my room. He's like, hey, you need to get out more, go for a walk. Um, and then at a, at a party we had, that's kind of when I really spiraled out of control. Like, I was violent, I was cursing, I was uh, slamming cabinet. Hey, I punched a coworker in the mouth when he said something I didn't like. And that was basically the low point for me. You know, I woke up the next day, I apologized to everyone that attended the party, and then Weeks later, I moved back home uh, to live with my parents and to get clean and sober. Uh, and that's in Massachusetts. Mm, I think it's interesting. So it's all the way on the other side of the country. It is. Yeah, big move. <laughs> That'd be like a, to a different country for me, I think, for that, that sort of journey. Uh, it's interesting, though, that, <laughs> that you kind of say the... like It's that social activity sometimes, isn't it? We become so, I think, uh, like 
isolated and we go through those struggles on our own like you say kind of spending more time by yourself and then in that situation where you're at a party and you're you're around other people sometimes i don't know enough science or psychology or whatever about it but there's those situations do seem sometimes seem to sort of push us to not necessarily like a breaking point but something happens um and it's usually i think for those of us that kind of struggle with or have experienced mental health illnesses it's usually a negative experience but from that you can um it kind of puts down a marker i guess for you and it's like right okay that's happened um what do i want to do about it whereas i think when you're spending the time on your own it's such a gradual um i suppose it can be a decline um and i don't I don't know about you, but for me, I don't particularly notice that when I'm on my own. Whereas when I'm with other people, it stands out in my mind so much more. Um, and like you say, having those situations where you maybe have some sort of a, a reaction or an episode or become angry or whatever. Um, it's it's definitely more of a marker. Um, and I think sometimes there is a benefit in that. Um, like say for your situation that you kind of recognize that's happened and then you took action to improve that like you say you moved away and you've made the changes that you feel have kind of helped you yes absolutely oh my god if they've helped tremendously and and i had and i had like a small relapse um after i reached uh 13 months sober mm. when i moved into my, my my first apartment last summer that was the first time i ever lived without roommates first time i was living on my own and i great i was happy i was just like okay i can sleep in peace thing uh, i can meditate i can i can do everything and i know i won't be bothered by anyone um but after like the first month or so uh same thing i kind of went back into old patterns mm-hmm. i was isolated family i started self-medicating drinking smoking marijuana um, and then after a few months i was just like you know what i can't i can't do this so i started to i was like hey let me let me go see a therapist let me just go back on medic for for my anxiety, for my depression, let me stop turning to alcohol and marijuana. Let me just let me just go on medication. There's nothing. Um, and then that's that's fine. I went to see a doctor, go on medication, um, and after that, I want to be sober. I don't want to more. And and luckily, I attribute it all to my faith. I've been able to stay sober after after that slip up and trying to say go back to the old habits which is it's it's easier said than done i know there's a lot of times where i can easily just i, I don't want to talk to anyone i just i'm going to be by myself and, and that's something I've, I've started to work on a lot it's it's easy for me to if i'm going through something try to handle it on my own and then i'll talk to people like after it's over which is kind of backwards but uh yeah just just working on that and just self staying busy is, is a big one i've a lot when i'm in those moments i think it's also like you say i guess when you're talking to other people being able to i suppose like understand what's going on and i think kind of what you're saying is that it's not just experiencing it like i need to experience it and understand it to some level before i talk to people about it i guess yes and, and also it's just like it's it's funny because like I'll tell my friends they'll be they'll be like hey what's going on like they'll uh, they'll notice like my my 
um, my best friend will be like, hey, what's going on? Haven't heard from me in a few days. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going through some things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's good that, that, that they understand when I'm, when I'm going through stuff. Um, but, but I think for me, uh, just the past few years, like when I first started sharing my story, I was just like, oh, you know, like, and, and I mean, it, it would help people. And this was around MySpace. MySpace was around, and they yeah. had like a, a blog feature. Pages. I kind of started using that to just just blog, you know, talk about my everyday life, my dreams, and then after I was just like, oh, you know what? Let me start talking about my journey with mental illness. Let me share my story. And around that time, that's when I would get like messages or comments from like friends, acquaintances, just people telling me, I mean, like, hey, that's that's really inspiring. So that was one of the first times that I decided, like, oh, you know what? Let me let me continue sharing my story. Um, past few years, when I've really gotten into being a mental health advocate. Just looking at statistics and and facts, that's when um, don't speak up. It's very rare to, to see a, a, a man speak up about his story with mental illness. Um, people of color rarely get help. Uh, so around that time, I just told myself, hey, man, like, I want to share. Like, I have two nephews. It's when, if they have any issues with mental illness, I want them to know, like, like hey, it's okay not to be okay. I want you to just... That's definitely been a big, huge reason why I speak up about my story. It's just knowing, like, let alone there's a stigma, um, and then just the facts. Like, you'll see, men rarely speak up, so I just mm-hmm. want other guys to know, like, hey, it's it's okay. You're not less of a man if you, if you speak up and, and get help. There's nothing wrong. Speaking of speaking up, <laughs> um, <laughs> can we <laughs> can we end this call and then make another call because my um, like the audio from your side is dropping off a little bit um, so I'm just thinking if we try the connection again um, that might help just because I'm hearing most of what you say and then every so often it's sort of dropping off okay yes yeah, let's do that absolutely okay. um, hey so sometimes there's little mishaps isn't there in the recording um Thanks for bearing with us. Um, the audio was okay, but it kept on kind of dropping out while I was talking to Richard. So we've reconnected the call um, a couple of times. It does still sort of drop away a little bit, um, but much improved. So really, really sorry for that. Um, but don't worry too much. I think you, like me, will be fully engaged with the conversation and the ideas and thoughts that Richard is talking about. Um, so thanks very much for bearing with us and I'll drop you straight back into that reconnected call. It's so seamless. It's just like, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you wouldn't even notice. My editing is so, I believe the young people say, on fleek. It's just, oh, man. I mean, you're never going to know. You're going to be like, what? It's like one call. Nah. So cool. So cool. You know what I mean, no one's going to know. I'll tell you what, if you notice, tweet me. Telling you no one will tweet me. Cool. Dropping you back in. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see how that goes. It's really weird. Um, like I say, it's, it's coming up most of the time, but then it kept on dropping off a little bit. Okay, definitely. Hopefully it comes through in the recording. I would hate for that yeah. not to come up too good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be fine. I thought I'd just stop it now before like we keep talking further rather than let it run on. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's really annoying because no, that, that means I'm going to have to do some sort of editing. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it for just cutting the first like two minutes off. 
Um, so yeah, I think with regards to, like you say, to talking up and um, especially being a man, I think that can be it can be really difficult in terms of at the end of the day we're all people um we are arguably the fact that you're a man or whether you're a woman or um anything in between that doesn't that in itself i don't feel um is going to change whether you're affected by mental illness it's not going to change how much you're affected by mental illness um the thing that whether you're male or female is more to do with the stigma which at the end of the day is not a real thing it's just something that we perceive um and how much of that thing that isn't a real thing makes a real difference to us it does, it does and it's 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 just kind of mind-blowing you see um i was recently a part of like this stage show called this is my brave and and they're a, a non-profit that specializes in raising awareness for mental illness um, and they go from city to city usually like major cities um, I think right now they're doing uh, Des Moines Iowa um, so basically it's, it's, it's a stage show usually about 12 13 cast members mm. share their their story uh, with mental illness every person has about five minutes some people tell a story some do a poem uh, some do a song um, for for my show uh, the LA show was it was 14 of us, I believe. Um, and as far as uh, male to female ratio, it was it was pretty even. Um, it was about seven seven guys, seven girls, I believe, oh, which wow. was yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I was pretty happy to see that. I know during the first the first rehearsal when uh, we got to like the little studio to to rehearse, it was just me and another guy. And then I just during my introduction, I just I told every we, we all went went in a circle and everyone said, oh, what, what brought you here? And I was just like, oh, you know, I just wanted to share my story. I wanted to be a part of this this company, this this great platform. And and I just told everyone, I'm just like, when it comes to mental illness, men don't speak up. And as you can see, it's only two guys here. Um, the rest is girls. And then the producer told me, oh, there will be more men. It's going to be about three to five more men. So don't don't worry about that. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so, really so that, cool. Yeah, it's, 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 but if, if you look at the other shows they've done in, in, in past cities, and I think they did like, probably i'm probably off but i think maybe like eight to ten shows last year but then if you see each show they've done it's literally all women like mm. maybe one one or two men and, and nine women and it's just like the the stigma is is absolutely real um so that's 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 something i i definitely always share my story just to do whatever i can to to try to change that it's it is it is really i guess interesting because again not knowing science and whatever but surely there's pretty much the same amount of men affected by this illness as there is women and like you say there's so it's i guess it depends on how you look at it but you can say there's less men or there's more women but there's so many more um women and girls that do talk up about their mental health and that's awesome and i know some of the the online communities and chats that i'm part of there's some really brave really kind of motivational women uh and young ladies that i talk to and interact with and we're call really good friends um and there are men but there's not that many um and i think it can be really hard because uh especially because it it is an illness where you do to a certain extent want to talk about it and want to discuss with other people oh like how do you deal with this or that or what is this like for you um 
and say there is only two or three guys that you really know that you can talk to that have experienced something similar but do you know what like we don't get on with everyone <laughs> I think you, you get put in that situation where you're like damn do you know what I really want to talk about this but there's like two guys that I know maybe one of them I don't like and then that leaves you with only one person to talk to um, and I think that can be interesting in itself sometimes because I've seen a few things and I was like, oh, you know what, like, it'd be really cool to talk to that person and you find out a bit more about them and you're like, ah, yeah, you're cool, like, it's great that you're talking out and stuff, but we're just not, like, we wouldn't be friends. Um, and it's it's that weird situation, I guess, that people sometimes get put in, it's like, oh, you've got this in common, so you must be friends, and I'm like, well, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's 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 very true. It's it's definitely um, it's it's so easy to just just be be labeled as that, and and that's something for for me as well too. Like for for the cast bio for for this is my brave LA. Mm. I put um, I'm bipolar disorder and and I have anxiety, but I'm I'm not defined by my label. I, I think that's a big thing too. I think a lot of people they 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 get they get it uh, confused how open I am with my story. I was talking to female friend and she's just like oh i think you don't you don't have more female friends because you make it seem like you're you're, you're bipolar disorder you have your you make it seem like that's what that's all there is to you and i'm like no that's not the case at all it's just mm-hmm. there's a stigma to it so I'm, I'm very open about it i i i'm a huge believer in, in wanting to to end that stigma and, and the only way to do that is is by talking about it by by being open with your story mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that's something I, I think a lot of people, they, they take it out of context. They're like, oh, Rich is just his bipolar disorder. Rich is just, it's like, no, there's so much more to me. I'm just like, that's just a, a small part of it. Like, yeah, I may have that mental illness, but that doesn't, that doesn't define my life. That's just a, a small part. So that's something also, um, that's another reason why I just, I, I continue to share my story just so people know like, hey, that's, you may have that, but it's just like, that's, that's, that doesn't mean your life ends. That's not all there is to you. No, I think it also shows um, like a, a level of interest or passion in something as well. Yes. Um, and not everyone that has an illness feels the need or the desire um, or potentially has the confidence to talk up and out about their experience and their struggles or the struggles of a friend. Um and I think that's the difference sometimes is people think, oh, you talk up because you want attention or maybe they perceive your illness as a, in brackets, popular illness. Yes. Um, and I think that's, oh, if there is a negative of people talking up, is that that idea of something being popular has started to, in the last kind of six months, I'd, I've seen a few not necessarily articles, but definitely kind of posts, small articles um, that relate to the the negative side of people actually talking up about their experience. Yeah, I've I've, I've kind of seen that here too. Um, more more artists have been speaking up about having depression or suicidal thoughts, and and I usually don't look at comment section of any articles just because. Mm. People on the internet can just, I don't know, they can be some of the meanest, cruelest people. But yeah. it, it was basically just like the article you talked about. One of the comments was just like, oh, this artist is talking about being depressed and suicidal because it's the thing to do now. That's that's what everyone's talking about. They just want to get 
more album sales and, and more promotion for themselves. And I'm just like, just like you said, that's the negative side to it. And I'm like, come on. I'm like, these people just probably feel comfortable enough now. They see other artists and celebrities and successful people and just anybody talking about it. I'm like, don't don't be negative about mm-hmm. that. Just be happy. You know, it's, it's helping conversation. Yeah, I think so. And I think who, if it's someone that we don't know, I mean, even if it was someone next door, would you really know how they think or they feel? Maybe the stuff that you're reading is all not true. But at the end of the day, it's promoting conversation around mental health. And personally, I don't think that's ever a bad thing. Um, whether that person that you don't know that they're writing about, whether their experience is real or not, it really doesn't bother me. Um, if it was 100% true or 100% made up, it honestly makes no difference to me. But the discussion of mental health has been made. And I think that's the most important thing. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think at the end of the day, that's that's definitely a, a really great thing. And, and, and that's what I try to do through my writing. I, I usually focus on, it's, it's nonfiction writing, I usually focus on three things. Um, my faith, um, I'm, I'm a Christian man. Uh, quality, and, and that's a quality for anything. For, for women, people that live with a mental illness like us, mm. um, people of color, just the quality in general. And then also raising awareness for, for mental illness, that's, that's a big one. So... Even even through my writing, which which I've been very grateful for, I've had people leave comments or, or message me like, "Man, thank you for sharing your story. Um, it's it's helped me a lot." Mm. And for me, I'm just like, "That's that's everything. That's that's all I wanted to do is just help other people by by sharing my story." So to be able to do that, I'm just very grateful and and, and blessed by that. That's really awesome, um, and to be able to kind of share that experience and those thoughts as well, um, and I. I, again not knowing the facts and figures and things like that but I remember last year there was um, a few articles that were about um, black people and people of colour that actually there's a huge amount of people again because they always like to pick some sort of category um, yes. <laughs> that actually don't come forward and talk about mental health um, I mean oh, if it wasn't enough if we haven't segregated men let's like divide them even more and look at <laughs> <laughs> particular races of men oh wow <laughs> I'm like, oh sweet jesus <laughs> and you wonder why some of us are depressed <laughs> exactly it's like oh, um, they, they, they don't make it any easier is that something that you feel um is particularly prevalent um with regards to um like in your area um do you feel like that's something that's true like do people have kind of really struggled to talk about mental health or is it just something that just isn't spoken about as much? I, I think it's it's definitely an issue. Um, even like like I like I'm I'm Dominican, both of my parents are born in the Dominican Republic. Um, even in, in, in Dominican culture, like when I first started telling people I was depressed, a lot of people would be like, What are you depressed about? Uh, it's all in your head, you have nothing to be sad about and and that's what I dealt with. Like literally in the, in the Dominican culture, you won't. It's just it's just something that's not spoken about. Which to me, it's just like that's it's it's so saddening. It's so heartbreaking that people just view it as oh, it's just it's something in your head. It's just like it's like obviously if, that's why it's called a mental illness. But it's yeah. they, they just they view it as oh no, it's 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 nothing. You're fine. Even when I, I got my first marketing job in LA, I, I told my boss about it, and she said the same thing. Like oh, you're fine. 
you're not depressed it's it's all in your head that's probably the statement i've had people say the most mm. um but but as far as to answer your question yeah it's it's it's, it's definitely something that that's very very prevalent um you won't see, i read an article i think it was it was i don't know if it was la times or it was it was a a, a national magazine online magazine and and the person was dominican and and they were they said the same thing they were like yeah you know in dominican culture it's just it's something that's not not talked about and 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 that for me that's that's also another reason too why i want to speak about it just so other people of color know hey man it's 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 nothing nothing wrong with getting help like it's it's mental illness does not discriminate you know you could be rich you could be a doctor lawyer student gay straight like it's gonna it's it's gonna affect anybody but yeah i i, I definitely notice it even um to go back to the show this is my brave la if, if you look at shows they've done in 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 any of their cities you would see, you'll see the majority of people are are, are american mm. if, if if they go to a city like let's say baltimore which is pr- predominantly black that cast is is, is obviously you, you'll see you're going to see a lot more colored colored place colored faces mm. but uh any other major city you'll see the majority of people speaking up it's it's white females and for me i'm just like man like i don't know why people yeah that's so hard because when you were saying that i was like oh that's great there are places where you have got like a lot of um people of color standing up and talking but actually they're probably standing up and talking in the places where they are the majority and so maybe don't need it (laughs) um they need to go to the places where they are the minority and where it is white dominant because for a young black male or female person to actually see someone stand up and talk to them a little bit more they are going to associate with well potentially they're going to associate more with that person because of maybe the struggle or the identity that they feel with that person rather than as you say someone that's white and maybe talks a certain way um it's like again not knowing the show the purpose of it i i would think is to really kind of help to break that stigma to raise awareness and to connect with people that um watch or view the show um and to do that you do need to meet not just the majority but those people that fit into um or don't necessarily fit into that minority my not the majority <laughs> jesus yes, so right. many m's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you you nailed it um and, and i'll tell you a quick story about a like a beautiful interaction i had with one of the cast members um her, her name was autumn and, and she was one of the last two performers to go on and in her story um it was very beautiful just like all the other cast members but when we went backstage because during my piece during my story I, I i talked about that about how um, african-americans and hispanics don't get help and treatment as much as whites do if, if you look at statistics hmm. they do it at much lower rates so i mentioned that in my story just telling telling those group of people hey like you can get get help you're worthy of peace love and happiness just like everyone else so i went backstage and and i was talking to autumn and she's in an interracial relationship she's a white female she dates a black man hmm. they, they have a child together and she touched about about that in her story as well and, and her husband he's actually bipolar so we were backstage in the dressing room he was just like, hey, thank you for sharing your story. My my husband has bipolar and him seeing another per- another colored person like you on stage sharing your story made him very happy. He told me like, hey, that's that's awesome that they had a, a minority up there. And then me and her just started talking about it. And she was just like, you know what? They need to have 
more minorities. They need to go to the places where these people are and, and, and get them to speak up and, and share their story. So so that was just a, a beautiful moment for me because, like you said, there, 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 there does need to be more, more people that speak up and they do need to get that, that target, that demographic up there. Um, yeah. Of course, that's that's easier said than done. But for me, it was just... It was beautiful to have that interaction with her and for her to say that and that's something she she talked about in her story. So it's it's we're getting there. It's 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 gonna be baby steps of course, but Yeah, slowly but, but think, surely. I don't know, it's I guess it's one of those it's easy to not complain, but it's easy to mention when it's not you putting something together. But if we do wanna write articles and press releases and take pictures of the fact that oh there's a lot less men talking about mental health. Oh, there's a lot less um, coloured men talking about mental health. Oh, there's a lot less, like, young whoever talking about this. Well, yeah, okay, so uh, if that is your point, how are we going to change that rather than just, oh, isn't this crap? Oh, well. (laughs) Like, well, okay, if that's going to be your piece, then why don't you, like, get a young black person to stand up and talk about their experience and use them as a like not necessarily a role model but use them as um uh someone that people could kind of follow over a period of time and find out what they've gone through and then actually recognize that okay so this is a young black male but actually what would it have been like for oh i don't know like uh an older white female living somewhere where there's a lot of young people and noise and actually she struggles with needing that quiet and that isolation there's so many different stories that you can tell i think we get so caught up in this idea that oh it's it's generally a female and oh they get segregated from their friends and they look out a window and they look so sad and then they put their head in their hands and that's how (laughs) people get depressed (laughs) yeah i'm not saying that doesn't happen but (laughs) absolutely absolutely even during that first hospitalization, um, which which and this is another thing, like obviously the majority of, of people that that hurt themselves, um, that deal with self harm, is is female. Um, of course, there's men out there that that hurt themselves, and, and I'm one of those men. You know, I've I've had a history of, of self harm, mm. uh, but when I during that first hospitalization, uh, one of the counselors, um, he made a ridiculous statement. He was when when he saw when he looked at my wrist and he saw like scars or whatever. He's like, oh, you don't want to hurt yourself. That's something only girls do, which is so, so, so ridiculous. And I know people are going to hear this and be like, how is he a counselor? Yeah. <laughs> which oh, my is, God. Yeah. And, and it's just like, all that aside, it's just like, like, like you said, stop. Yeah. People should just stop trying to say like, oh, it's just a sad female looking out the window. She's crying at night. She's hurting herself. It's like, no, like there's guys that hurt themselves too. And even for me, mm. one of my pieces that got published the editor of the, the the owner of the website she she was a female she was just like like oh hey do you want to maybe talk about how you feel being a man that lives with mental illness and this was uh this was in 2013 mm. when she asked me the question i just i was blown away i was just like that's ridiculous i was like i i don't i don't view myself any differently i'm like i don't when i think of myself living with a mental illness i'm not thinking oh i'm a man and i told yeah. her i was just like i was like at the end of the day we're all the same and I was just like, I'd rather not include anything about that because it's not something that that I think about or, or care about. But it just it just goes to show, like, man, there's so many people that, that are in that field, they work in that field as doctors or whatever, and they still have that same mindset. And I'm just like, honestly, like, 
I know there's facts and yeah I wonder if it's the the way it comes across as well though because I can see like I I find it interesting the like the male side of mental health with regards to the, the stigma um, because that's the thing that I feel is different whereas the mental illness itself I don't feel is any different um, in the same way um, like if I've got cancer and say my sister had cancer we both got cancer <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> but the way we deal with that or experience it or communicate or feel stigma or sh- like that would be different because we're different people yes. but the illness is the same um, and it's kind of I guess it comes back to that idea that people see things like depression and anxiety as things that aren't real um, and the fact is that the illnesses are real um, and there is something again sorry I don't know the science but it, there's stuff going on in our heads um, oh, absolutely yeah, that's it all, definitely is that's all real um, it isn't it doesn't matter if you're like you say it doesn't matter if you're male female if you have some sort of disability like at the end of the day um, like that is happening inside of you the the way that you deal with it and the other people around you deal with it um that will be different and that will be affected by the fact you're um black or white um of color that will be affected by the fact you maybe have a walking aid or the fact you're male or female um but that's not the illness um and i think that would be i don't know because it'd be interesting to know whether um the author or the writer that you were talking to as to what exactly she meant by that because there could have been a really interesting question there that's just come across really strangely yes um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know because i was like yeah i would be really interested in like the stigma side but no i don't not that i don't care but i don't care about that <laughs> say i don't care um i don't care about the illness side because that to me isn't going to be any different whether you're male or female um yes I don't know. That yeah, that's a little bit strange. Um I'm really surprised by the doctor and the self harm thing. That seems very strange. Um for no well, obviously it's strange in itself, but they're almost trying to stigmatise you out of your action rather than trying to work on what maybe the issue is. Exactly yeah, no, that's that's literally that's exactly how I felt too in that moment when he said it. I mean I kinda kind of brushed it off when he said it but i mean like i i felt bad because for me just just as you said i just felt like he was kind of trying to take me out of that situation kind of be like no you don't want to do that you're going to be less of a person or or whatever so so yeah no i i definitely felt the same way yeah that does him uh because i would think as a doctor they would want to say well um yeah mate i can understand saying you don't want to do that and it's a reaction that you're having to whatever um, let's try and work on what that is and talk about what makes you feel like that and blah 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 but just to kind of stigmatize the action even more or say oh only these type of people do that and you're not that are you um that seems like a really that seems like the sort of thing <laughs> that you have a friend that's really ill-informed <laughs> would do <laughs> not yes. like a doctor in a hospital <laughs> I had, no, absolutely. Um, I've got a, a friend that the first time I spoke to him and he was like, oh my God, you need to be in a straitjacket. And we carried on talking for a little while and 
then shifted the topic because I just really didn't like that comment. Um, but we've talked since, and while I've not mentioned it to him, like I was really annoyed and upset about that comment. But I understood that at the end of the day, this is someone that doesn't understand mental illness and doesn't understand what's going on and wants to show a genuine interest and understanding of what his friend is experiencing. Um, and I, I personally wouldn't, like, I'm not hung up on the fact of, oh, he said that, even though I kind of am. I don't know. Like, I don't hold that against him. I just find it, it's a little bit hurtful that that was said, but I know it wasn't said in a hurtful or demeaning way. It was just said out of kind of ignorance. Yes. Um, yes. But I accept that because it's a friend that doesn't know anything and is trying to show that interest rather than, I don't know, if it was someone that I felt had knowledge, I guess, or, um, I don't know, I would find that really difficult. Uh, like, I've found it yeah. difficult since talking to that person because, um, like, they still, they want to know more and they want to understand it more, which is great, but I just don't have the language or the ability to give them the answers that they want because... But a lot of it I don't know and I'm not able to answer for myself and yes. sometimes I think other people struggle to have that understanding that oh you can't say oh this is broken so I'm doing this you're like well this is what I feel like some of the time and some of the time I feel like this and I don't really know why it is I mean sometimes it's because of this and sometimes I just don't know and that's really hard for it's really hard for me to take in so it's going to be really hard for someone else that isn't actually experiencing that Yes, yes. No, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like when, when I had my boss tell me that um, when I had my first marketing job, even, even the last marketing job I had here in L.A. Uh, when I, I around it was April of last year. And that was around the time I was kind of feeling homesick. Um, I was missing my family a lot. I was feeling kind of depressed. And, and I told my boss, I asked my boss for some time off. And I was just like, hey, I'm just I'm feeling depressed. I'm burned out. I get some time off. And when I told him that I was depressed. He's like, you're depressed? He just said it like I I was a ghost or I, I said the most ridiculous thing in the world. And even that for me was just, at that point, I was kind of like how, how you were uh, with your friend. You, yeah. you, you understand, you, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of times a lot of people are just going to be ignorant or just not well informed. And, and around that time, like I said, you know, I was depressed. I was burned out. I didn't have any energy in me to tell them, be like, hey, like depression, mental illness is something real, whether you believe it or not. Whether mm. it's something you've never dealt with in your culture, that's fine. But just know that what I'm saying is is, is valid. Um, that's what I would have wanted to say. Of course, I had no energy. I was just like, I'm not going to argue with this guy. I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to educate him. Um, but it's it just it just goes to show it's just like some people just just don't get it. So so I know exactly where you're coming from mm. with that because I I know there's certain people I can talk to about it. But then if I come across something like like my those those two bosses I had or someone saying oh it's just all in your head I know at the end of the day like you know what these people are always gonna they may never get it and it's not I can share my story I can raise awareness uh, I can try to break that stigma but they just they just probably won't ever get it so I just kind of I just know like okay I can't I can't talk to them about it yeah and I think it's understanding what's best for you as well I mean does it make that much difference that that one person understands it or are you going to carry on talking about it and raise awareness with hundreds of other people um like you say it's different i guess if they're a close friend or it's someone that you're working with but even then arguably like you can kind of settle yourself on that do you know what they don't get it they don't 
really need to get it. Um, they're aware of it if they need to be aware of it, and that's as much as you need to have, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I was wondering as well, as you mentioned a little while back, that you are um, you're a church person. How does that come into um, like your experience? Because... I don't think I've spoken to someone before really where they've been a huge um, believer, I guess, um, or not someone that's outwardly spoken about their belief. Um, so I don't know how, how has that kind of fitted in or has it affected you in any way with regards to your, your belief? Um, I, I feel uh, my, my faith in Christ has definitely helped a lot um, in regards to my mental illness. A couple of years ago, uh, 2000, uh, three years ago, in 2014, when I did decide to move back to Massachusetts to live with my parents to get sober and clean, mm. um, and, and I and, and I grew up Catholic. Uh, my mom always kind of um, stressed the importance of faith and just just being grateful, believing in, in a higher power. Um, so when I moved back east, um, 2014, to get sober and clean, I, I I basically, I guess you can say, I lost my faith. I wasn't really. I didn't really believe in God anymore. I was just like, I don't need to believe in, in a higher power. I can do things on my own. Mm. Um, but then she, obviously she saw the state I was in, 40 pounds under weight, um, just really hit rock bottom. She just told me, like, hey, start praying more. It'll it'll help you. Um, when I first came came back east, I to get sober was, was so tough. It, it was tough. I would go two weeks sober, then I'd have a drink. I'd go 11 days sober, then I'd smoke marijuana. And it was that vicious cycle for literally, it took me seven months before I got sober. Um, and again, I attribute all that to, to my faith, um, all, all to God. Just just uh, like my mom said, I just started praying. I just started asking for help to be sober in that. And it was definitely all God that, that allowed me to have that that sobriety. So so it's, it's, it's definitely played a huge part in just, in that sense, helping me uh, stay sober, just helping, keeping me grounded. Um, very important thing i do want to say which i know a, a lot of religious people will say I, I had a friend he's also christian he was and he told me he's like oh hey you're, you're dealing with depression you're dealing with anxiety because you're not you're not fully trusting god and that to me is is the most ridiculous it's it that's total bs to me because for me it's just like my faith has nothing to do whether i have a mental illness mm -hmm. or not mm -hmm. and, and 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 the the irony of it all was literally a month ago I talked to the same friend and he's like you know what I've been thinking about seeing a therapist too just to deal with some issues and as soon as he said that in my head I was just like but when I went through the same thing you told me I didn't but I I didn't want to be that person I, I was just like you know what I'm gonna be the bigger person yeah when I'm, I'm gonna let I'm happy he's getting help. I mean I even told him I'm like hey I think it's great you're getting help I I, I think anybody that that feels they may be dealing with something I think wanting to get help see a therapist or a doctor i think that's amazing yeah so i didn't want to but for me it just it just goes to show like how don't my faith has nothing to do whether i struggle with my mental illness or not it helps me with it but i'm like that's it's, i feel like it's so easy for for quote-unquote religious people to be like oh you're not fully trusting because because i've had I, that's i feel like that's something I've, I've i've heard before um my mentor's wife she's she's dealt with depression too and she told me like oh i started going to church it's really great she was just like, oh, but I. A, a lot of people that do go to church tell me, oh man, you just gotta, you just gotta come to church. Just leave it all to God; He'll help you with it. Which, which obviously, I'm, I'm a believer in, but at the same time, I'm just like, don't try to tell a person that they're depressed or, 
or suicidal or, or bipolar just because they don't they're not fully trusting in god like that to me is 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 bs i think it's it is for me it feels it's a really interesting kind of conversation to have i think it's really difficult because everyone again will experience their own belief and religion in in different ways um and believe different things about that um but I kind of see it as a like my take would be that whatever you believe in um the power that you have of that belief um shows that you're capable of it and it's just kind of not necessarily transferring that but getting that belief in yourself um and I think I'm I do find it interesting that there are people that believe so strongly in their own um in their own religion uh in their own belief system which so much of that is not based on um like science or law or fact it's based yes. on your belief um which there are so many crossovers with the way that mental health works in that you need to believe in yourself and your ability to deal with cope with work through um a certain situation that while it is real is something that you can't see and there's so many not direct crossovers but i can just see in my mind how that would kind of be similar um and i do it yeah i don't know i i don't know enough people to talk to about that as to how that would work yes. but yes the idea that people that believe different things have such strong belief in their religion um and struggle so much with that belief in themselves and um you've already shown the com- the capacity to believe um and it's kind of transferring that whereas i can under not understand but i kind of get it a little bit more if someone that doesn't have a strong belief system why they would struggle to believe in themselves or maybe understand mental health a little bit more because it's that thing that they can't physically see Yes. Um, and I just kind of see it as a it's that little bit of a crossover I, I, I don't know if I'm explaining that very well but no you no, you are honestly I, I love the way you're explaining it uh, saying self-belief and, yeah. and like I'm a I'm a big believer in in, in words and in it, like I'm a big believer in, in law of attraction as well just mm. just having that positive um, mindset and attitude so, so I, I love how you um, brought that back up because that's something I, I definitely enjoy talking about and also the way I always I always viewed it too like even though I'm Christian, um, I had a friend and, and she, she was talking about one of her guy friends and how he supported equality for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community, which is also something I'm a big supporter of. And she, and she referred to him as a modern Christian. And yeah. I've always liked that, 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 that label, that title. And that's what I tell people like, yeah, I'm Christian, but like I still support gays. There's yeah. so many things, so many things in the Bible that I don't agree with it. And I never will. Um, mm. For instance, like in the Bible, it'll say like, oh, if you suicide if you commit suicide you'll go to hell yeah for me i always told people i'm like well what about this kid that's being bullied every day he kills himself because he doesn't want to deal with that you mean to tell me he's going to go to hell Mm. and i told that to one of my friends and she's like wow that's a really good way of looking at it Mm. and i'm like it's true i'm like you can't go word for word for everything it says um so for me i've always looked at myself you know what I'm, i'm a modern christian like yes i'm christian but it's just like i i still support and, and everyone of color because uh, a big theme throughout my writing like i said earlier is is equality and for me it's like at the end of the day uh, we're, we're all the same um and and as far as um being christian the other thing i was 
I always thought about too when my friend was just like, "Well, you're not fully trusting God." It's just like, you know what? What what if what if I never decided to go seek help or go see a doctor, go on medication? Let's say, what if I did end up committing suicide and killing myself? What are people going to say? Oh, he didn't fully trust God. It's like, mm-hmm. no. There, there's a chemical imbalance with a lot of people that have depression. There's certain things that are going on in our head that you mentioned earlier, and it's just like, no, it has nothing to do with trusting God. It's just someone that has cancer. It needs chemotherapy. It's like you're not going to tell them, "Oh, don't don't go get chemotherapy. You're good. Just just trust God." Yeah. Um. So so I think that's, and I understand that's a big thing that pushes people away too from from religion. When one of my friends joked is he was just like, "I don't want to go to church. Like they're going to tell me all these different things, or they're going to judge me." And it's and it's very true. I think a lot of people, I don't want to say, "Oh, should be like me and and be more open," but it's mm. just like, man, just understand. At the end of the day. It's it's we're all the same, and I was talking with with another uh, another friend, and he was Christian, but he he's one of those Christians that his his views are like, no, you commit suicide, you're going to hell. Mm. You're gay, you're going to hell. You do this. he follows it word for word. But we were talking, and and he was saying like about oh people that are transgender, he's just like, oh, you can't do that. Bible says that's wrong. And then for me, I was just like, you know what? At the end of the day, whatever Bible you read, whatever religion you follow, it all goes back to the one thing, the same thing. That's love and acceptance. I was just like, so you you may have that view, but that's what I see. You know, I'm a believer in equality. Every religion, at the end of the day, it's. I know a lot of them are very. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Not corrupt, but a lot of them just a lot of lies. But at the end of the day, they, that's what it really boils down to. It's just love and acceptance. I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? Sometimes with the the idea that this is. Um, I don't. I find it strange. I don't spend a lot of time thinking, but I find it strange that something that is, um, again, with religion, where it's not, um, maybe as someone that wants to be like a big believer and is a like a slight believer but not a big believer, <laughs> is that yes. Um, I like. I need facts, and I struggle with that quite, especially around mental health. Like, I need to know like factual stuff and like this happens and then so that happens and then that happens and that's what happens um we can all view that in different ways but that's what happens um, and to me um religion is about um complete acceptance that um i believe this and i believe it um yes there's a oh there's a story i'm gonna <laughs> use that word loosely there's a story behind each religion that they will choose to follow and believe as in brackets fact um but there are so many variations on that that uh, here comes my very limited (laughs) knowledge but you've got um christians who follow jesus christ who was a jew (laughs) and the the crossover of religions existing within a religion seems remarkable to me um and i think it's at the end of the day it's someone's ability to just say do you know what I believe this. I don't need facts. I don't need eyewitness testimony. This is what I believe. Um, in my mind, then that frees you from whatever literature goes along with that religion and you believe in your own way um, and you're not tied to what I would consider very dated text for pretty much every religion that has been around for 
tens, hundreds, thousands of years yes. where we didn't have openly gay individuals. We didn't have people that openly talked about changing their gender. We didn't have people that um, were disabled and carrying out everyday activities with everybody else. We live in a world that has developed so much and there are so many great things that come along with that and to some extent belief has kind of been left behind in its inability to move forward. Um, We as a culture um, all agree that things like rape are completely inappropriate, unlawful and wrong yet there are people that believe that you can't have an abortion because you were raped. And I just find that so strange that someone can be put through a humiliating, um, offensive attack and not only be left with that image and that experience for their life, but have to deal with the consequences of someone attacking them even more so. Um, And while some people would choose to keep that child, I don't think they're right to not have that child um, should be removed and that that thought I feel is tied in with that idea that oh this is what we believe this is what is fact and all of that being based on something that is so dated yes. um, I don't know that was a bit of a rant <laughs> no. no no that's fine that's great I loved uh, the last example you used of of abortion and someone yeah. being raped because that's it's it's so true it's just like how are you gonna put that on 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 that 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 woman that has to deal with that it's just like no that's wrong and also i love how you said um as far as uh belief and and dealing with an outdated text it's that belief has basically lost its ability to move forward um Mm. because of the world we live in now i thought that was very well put that's that's beautiful and and i agree 100 percent with that it's it's so true the world we live in now is Completely, completely different and evolved from just like you said, you know, that outdated text. So I think, yeah, very, very, very well said. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's just when I can't we appreciate the the text for what it is. It's it is a story, whether you want to believe it's true or it's not. Um, it's it's true of a moment in time um, when those thoughts were the real thoughts and we know laws change over time people's experiences and decisions about what's right and what's wrong change over time i mean um like right now we have um like age of consent age you have to be to marry well look back oh god my history's not good enough look back let's say a hundred years people were like married having kids at like 12 and 13 so yeah absolutely um like if that happened now it there'd be uproar there'd be arrests there'd be yes. stuff all over the newspaper and 100 years ago that was fine in fact it was probably encouraged um and that's 100 years how old is the quran the bible the whatever else people have <laughs> um exactly <laughs> god my knowledge is quite limited <laughs> um uh, i just yeah i do find it strange that it's great it is great that people have that complete faith in it but i just feel like can't you i would be more interested in someone telling me about their faith and their belief rather than like the faith and their belief if that makes sense 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's why I've always I'm always open to you know if, if someone doesn't doesn't believe in God because for me, like, like I said earlier, like I can't stress it enough. I definitely view myself as more of a a modern Christian, mm-hmm. and even th- just even that alone, it just goes to how I I. I I always tell people like, yeah, I'm not defined by my mental illness. Same thing with this. Like, I'm not yeah. defined by this. It's it's a small part of me. Um, but, but yeah, I, I I'm definitely open to people that have uh, different views or or they don't believe because, like you said, it all goes back to have that self belief in yourself. And and I was having a discussion with a friend. He's just yeah. like, you know what? Like, I, I'm I'm starting to believe more. I'm starting to believe more that that we're gods, we're goddesses. As long as and, it, and it's true. I'm like that's basically whole law of attraction thing you know you have that self-confidence you have that mindset hey man i can i i want that bmw i'm gonna get it like you do Mm -hmm. it and you're like hey man like i i can i can do this like i believe in myself why can't i accomplish what i want to um so yeah yeah i'm like i i i definitely love that the the whole self-belief self-confidence because because you have to a lot of mental illness you know depression wants to tell you oh you're worthless it makes you want to stay in bed you don't want to do anything and it's just like no don't 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 believe those lies like get up be happy you can you can live a happy long healthy life mm. so true i think it is it's trying to talk about it and have have those experiences um is there like a particularly um like positive or pleasurable or happy experience that you kind of want to end on around your mental health story? Yes. Um, I think I, I'll, I'll focus on the, uh, the the show I just did. Uh, this is my Brave LA. Yep. And uh, the show should be up on YouTube in a couple of weeks. Anyone that wants to see it or check out old shows, I definitely recommend. But I would say um, that show was definitely a great experience, an amazing experience, just being around uh, cast members, other people that live with the mental illness. I mean, even before the show started, uh, the producers just told us like hey guys don't worry about it obviously you're going to be nervous but just know the audience is going to give you that love back um mm. and so you know I'm, I'm on stage i'm i'm talking about my story and, and towards the end when i say the line about i'm happy to say that as of today i have 71 days sober that was literally the second to last line um yeah. after, after that i say i will continue to openly share my struggles and achievements with depression anxiety and bipolar disorder with whomever I come across because I look forward to the day where there's no stigma attached to living with the mental illness. Um, but when I said that line, I have 71 days sober. I'm happy that as of today, I'm happy to say that as of today, I have 71 days sober. The audience, everyone in the audience started clapping for oh. me. I was, I was so unexpected. I was not expecting that at all. And I was yeah. just so humbled and moved by, by their love and, and, and support. And all I kept thinking about was just, man, the producers are right. It's, they're just, there to listen they're there to show support and, and love and that for me was just that, that was amazing that's that's something that i would say is, is a very happy moment for me um getting to be a part of that show and be with those other cast members um but but yeah that that was a highlight for and even after after the show i had so many different different people um and the last thing i will say about the whole people of color not getting help as much as whites do is the, the audience was predominantly white um and I said that that part in, in my story, um, well, at the end of the show, everyone showed me love. And obviously, the majority of the audience being predominantly white, I still had men, women come up to me, say, hey, great performance. So that just kind of showed me like, hey, at the end of the day, you know, people will believe in equality. If, if they, they know something's fact, they're not going to look at you like, why did you say that? Why are you trying to divide us? Mm. Um, 
so that was beautiful for me as well. All the people showing love and, and, and support and just saying great performance. Um, cause that's something I, I didn't expect. I just, I had a lot of great conversations with people. Um, I met a psychiatrist too, and he's just like, Hey, I do what I do to, you know, to help people like you guys. So thank you for sharing your story. That's but yeah, yeah. That, that whole night was, was, was pretty awesome. I'll, I'll end it on that. So did you say that's, that's going up on YouTube in a few weeks time? Yes, yes. Uh, honestly, it should be maybe a week now. The show oh, okay. was, was a couple couple of weeks ago, but yeah, it's called "This Is My Brave Los Angeles." Awesome. If you um, if you get a chance to tag me in something, tag me in it, and I'll I'll share that as well, and then that can be a a follow on, or I'll try and add it into the podcast as well, and then people can kind of go across and find that a little bit more easily. Yes, um, please, oh, definitely be really cool. Um, um. Okay, so I think we'll we're we're round off on a very positive example there of I guess just talking up and talking out and having the opportunity to do that is is pretty awesome. So um a big thank you to to Rich for coming on to the show and talking so openly about not just mental health, but I think we've spoken about wow, quite a few things there really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of racism, some belief stuff thrown in there. Um personal experiences mental health oh we've rattled the chain tonight (laughs) (laughs) thank you so Um, much for having me mike i I really appreciate the the platform the opportunity to talk about as you said mental illness Mm. quality religion everything thank you so so much for having me no worries thank you for coming on um if people want to find out a little bit more about you rich where where do they need to go to for things like um twitter websites or articles and things like that um, my Twitter and Instagram handles are both the same. It's going to be Richard underscore Brea, B-R-E-A underscore 11. Um, so that's the same for my, my Twitter and Instagram. Um, from there, they could find me, Richard underscore Brea underscore 11. Cool. Um, I have one of my articles in my Instagram bio. And if they wanted to read any more of my writing, they could literally type my name, Richard Brea, on Google. And they'll find a lot of my uh, mental health awareness articles. Oh, awesome! Um, a big thank you to to you again for coming on and and chatting to me. It's been it's been really nice. It's, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's awesome to talk. Every every story is is nice to hear, but um, it's been nice to touch on a few sort of topics that have gone on around that as well. So thank you very much. You're welcome, and again, thank you so so much for for having me, Mike. I'll be sure to let you know when the show goes up on YouTube. Cool, thank Thanks. you. If I talk over this bit, like the drumming, I don't know if I can get it away. Again, a big thank you to Rich. Thank you to you guys for listening. Catch you next time. You're not alone out there.